We have merch brought to you by Leading Be Legendary that you can order online. That merch is including but not limited to physical copies of music such as vinyl and CD. Of course, we got t-shirts, hoodies, hats, and also mugs and more. Be sure to place your order on the website. I'm going to place the link in the description of the show. Lead and Be Legendary presents A Name Tag is Necessary. Thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of A Name Tag is Necessary. I'm your host, Name Tag Alexander. Listen... Before we get right into this episode, I got the link in the description of the show as always, but the merch is available. By the time y'all hear this episode, actually, the merch for the single, You Got It, is going to be available on the website for your order. So by the time you hear this, the single will likely be out, but the merch is available and then all other Leading Be Legendary merch as well. And uh, also, uh, I want to say, yeah, by the time y'all hear this episode, same thing will be out then as well. I'm doing a, a live uh I guess playing of music on Station Head. I mentioned this app on the episode before. It's a dope uh, app where you can pretty much play like live, you know, music live through Apple Music and Spotify. So trying something out where I'm just playing indie hip hop for artists that are um, pretty much they have music that's kind of ready to be placed in like sync uh, through sync through uh, TV and film. Just you know, gonna have some fun with it, man. Just gonna be on there for like an hour. So if it's past that time, by the time you hear this episode, hey. It's on you, but <laughs> by the time you hear it, I will be doing it on Station Head. But uh, yeah, man, we got my dog back, Dean Garcia. It's been Please. a minute, you know. And in this episode, we're gonna talk about first born second. We've discussed this multiple times off mic. We've even on the pod before mentioned how uh, one of us, which thinks the what is it, the Voodoo album by D'Angelo is clearly better than First Born Second. Uh, you think not? That's not that I don't like the Firstborn Second album by Bilal, but um, you know, we're gonna get into this album. I said it was time to discuss it. So, Firstborn Second, just to give y'all a brief uh description that I stole off Wikipedia, it's a debut album by American singer songwriter Bilal, released on July 7, 2001. That's crazy because I always just try to figure out, damn, what year did that drop? But it was 01, like we're talking like peak neo soul era uh but it was on interscope records which makes sense because dr dre produced or executive produced i should say a lot of this album um Bilal recorded the album at electric lady studios which another uh, location which a lot of albums during this time was recorded during that what they would consider the uh neo soul era um it was in new york with a host of record producers including aaron comas uh, dr dre mike city megahertz Raphael sadiq and jay dilla it was a critical success and charted at number 31 on U.S. Billboard 200, eventually selling 319,000 copies. According to all music bio, uh, biographer Andy Kelman, the album was an exemplary release of the retro-inspired neo-soul genre, as we mentioned earlier, although Bilal's subsequent work will become increasingly distinctive and modern. Yes, because by album number two, that whole sound changed. He kind of ran away from everything that was going on in Firstborn Second. Now, what I want to ask you, what other singles other than um, Soul Sister was released off this album? Love It. Love It was a single? Mm-hmm. It's That's a pregnant woman in the video. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, he's just over the, over the moon for it because she about to drop his baby and shit. Whoa. I do not remember that. That's crazy. I mainly Soul Sister video, so because that was the black and white joint, wasn't it? I feel like Soul mm-hmm. Sister was black and white. Yeah, and then I feel like the song with Floetry was a single too. Mm. 
I, cause I was looking, I was looking for the singles and it just soul says it just kept mentioning that. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. They had no other singles. They only had the budget to push one Interscope Records. Like, damn. I mean, like, it was a, I feel like for Interscope to take a chance on a neo soul artist was probably yeah. already a lot of money anyway. It it was shocking back then to even see Dr. Dre be involved in that. Like, what was his relationship? You know what I'm saying with Bilal? Like him being a Philly artist, like that was interesting too. That was interesting, right? And then you got to think about that, like. M and D12 was popping off around. Yeah, exactly. Was it? And that's one of those things, right? Like, is it? A, is it executive produced by Dr. Dre in the sense right. that out of his house or that he was hands on? Yeah. Or because you know sometimes when they say executive producer, I just mean the nigga put bread behind it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's fair. But no. <laughs> I mean, he did produce Fast Lane. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He did produce Fast Lane, which um just to get to my standout tracks off of this project for you the first joint yeah i i do we count the intro like as a song because it's a, it's a smooth intro <laughs> i don't like it it's, it's i don't the, like that's not my favorite part the intro wake up world <laughs> <laughs> well he started breaking down his name into an acronym and stuff I'm like, uh, yeah like his first time out he just going crazy feel the motion of the mac i'm like warm lotion on your back damn now that feels good i don't like the intro <laughs> i think about it. we're not gonna cut the intro um before you fire track i feel like the draper i would have to go to the like credits and everything on this online but i think i want to say that was a dre produced track i could be wrong y'all correct me if i am uh my standout tracks though for you fast lane which what pisses me off about fast lane on the platforms now the jada kiss verse that swapped out and you don't have the dr dre verse on there you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. uh, we know dr dre is not a lyricist but i thought his verse was pivotal on the album you know i think i had like an advanced copy of the album that had been hanging around the office that i was working in uh-huh that has any rap verse on it whoa that's my favorite version of the song man yeah because they uh I, I don't i can't even tell you how the verse on the um the swapped version on the platforms go from Jada Kiss, but every time I listen to it, I'll be like, damn, but I got the CD though. I still got my copy of the CD or whatever. And um, I like his verse better on there. And then you got Dr. Dre, which I'm pretty sure Jada Kiss wrote, but it's like, damn, why y'all why y'all do that? What was the deal? Now, the thing is too, on the um, on the CD version, he he does say, uh, like Jada Kiss say something like this, the remix, nigga, Kiss Dre and Bilal. So I'm like, that's a remix, but on the regular version, JD Kiss was on there too. I don't know. That didn't make sense to me. Um, Bro, you know what I just realized? What's that? So Scott Storch used to work with Dr. Dre a lot, right? Mm. And Scott Storch was one of the roots. Philly. Uh, it makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I had to. <laughs> I had yeah. To hey, no, that's we pod. No, that 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 piece it together. That make a lot of sense now that I think about it. Yeah, that oh. makes a lot of sense. Cause by the end in two thousand one, he was still. Was Scott Storch still a part of the Roots of one Well, you know, by then he had at least did still DRE. Yeah. And I mean, damn, that's a good call because, yeah, I, I never thought about that. Yeah. But um, Reminisce, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. One that's, of my favorite joints, man. Have you ever heard the the Sweet From My Dukes version? I have not. No. Oh, man, fire. Oh, I had to check that out. I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube or something. I had to check it out. Yeah, I've never, I haven't heard that. But yeah, reminisce. Uh, just the uh, most deaf. Like I love his verse on there. Just how it opens or whatever. But for some reason, uh, Commons verse, man. Uh, what do we say on there? 
uh, conversation kisser. What is you talking about, bro? But nah, the line where he say, uh, it's just like what's so vivid, sexy as a girl on a Jamaican poster. And it's like, yo, that's just so vivid. <laughs> it's like it really make you think. It's a it's a simple line, but it just stands out, dog. I, I really uh, love that verse, man. Just that's one of my favorite joints on there. Sally, Sally is so dope. Just the storyline with that. You said it's a what? It's funny. Yeah, man. Just like to think of the to do the hook like that. You know what I'm saying, like that. But it, it still was dope. I think that's another Dre produced uh, track or Sky Storage. Uh, my all-time favorite are out of these standout tracks. Sometimes, cause yeah. that's that's real nigga rap. You know what I'm saying? Just, yeah. just like the stuff you thinking, but you ain't probably never talk this. And this back then, cause now you know with everything on the forefront with mental health and whatnot. Like back then, that wasn't like you know shit like that. People wasn't talking about that, having those normal conversations. So just the 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 the, the lyrics that he had throughout. Sometimes was just like man, incredible. Love it. Uh, and then Soul Sister. Clearly the single, the standout single. Uh, another one of my favorites, of course. But I said this to you in the chat, and I was like, man, like the standout tracks that I picked, that was the album to me. Because after that, I felt like everything was just kind of like filler. You know what I'm saying? I was like, damn, it, like the songs weren't whack. Don't get me wrong. But I was just like, damn, these ain't really hitting for me. Like how, because he came out the gate so strong with those first like four or five songs and then it was like it started to kind of drop off and then it 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 drop off like a few tracks and then boom you got uh, you got sometimes then you got soul sister whatever so mm-hmm. what were your standout tracks on the uh, project man it's so funny so i think that i was one of those people who didn't really care for soul sister or love mm. real and like I think I had automatically had been like, oh man, he want to be D'Angelo, and so I didn't really, uh, you know, high school type shit, right? Yeah. And so uh, I had ended up getting like a high school gig or whatever. We played music all day, and we had firstborn second. Word. So, hey, let me check it out, and it came on, and I was like, man, this shit is crazy. Yeah. So I eventually ended up liking, uh, you know, Soul Sister. But the standouts for me were Fast Lane. Yeah, man. For you. It started off real strong. So basically all of yours. That's what I'm right? saying. Yeah. <laughs> but, and I also really liked a song with Jill Scott called Love Poems. Okay. And I really liked uh, First Born Second. So I was another one of those. That's the really cinematic movie. Oh, cinematic movie style joints. Is that the... um? The the club was oh, it might know, be oh, second child, child. Second child. Yeah. Second child. yeah, yeah. That was like a movie. Yeah. Uh, where my brother? It's, yeah. it, it's so funny because when Kendrick had dropped uh Good Kid Man City mm-hmm. and they get to the part of the album where everybody start popping, I automatically thought about that fire. Joint. It so, remind it does remind me of that. That's crazy. Yeah, man. And so uh but sometimes it's like like my hand oh sometimes and when will you call? Right. Yeah. Uh, when will you call? Super, super dope. Three o'clock in the morning. You still ain't <laughs> calling me yet. Yeah. <laughs> you did a really good job of like building up the atmosphere and everything, right? Yeah. But you, you want to hear a cool story about sometimes? What's that? So, two cool stories, right? So, the first cool story is I'm cool with an artist named Mila Machinko. Okay. She sang background for Bilal at one point. Oh. And 
we were talking one day and I'm like, what does he say at the beginning of sometimes? Oh yeah, yeah. The, yeah I never I just sing I just hum along with it. Like <laughs> So she said that what he did was he took the pages of a book. Two, uh-huh. two opposite pages, folded them into each other, and wrote the lyrics as they came across in a line. What kind of shit is that? Right? And so, so the last two lines are something about Fatima, but the very last line is cherubims watched as the scene unfolded. The fuck? Like, that's crazy. Yo. <laughs> So, hey, you can't knock another man art and how they get it done, but that's that's wild. No, that's super fire to me, man, because the the way that he arranged it vocally just sounded like yeah, supposed to be that. I would but, just when you first said when you said it, I'm thinking like, what are you talking about? We were like, this is a song that made me spill out all my guts. I'm like, that's I'm not, what is, but then I'm thinking about no the melody. But so this is what I would think when I hear that. I would just think like yo this was just like originally like the reference track or something and he left it in there you know what i'm saying no i thought that he was actually still just setting up the story like he had did the rest of the project in high school i was really into like people who wanted to just do anything other than like a standard song for because you know how in the studio people get the gig <laughs> and they just kind of like just let me try some shit out you know what i'm testing out and they, oh keep that keep that you know what i'm saying i'm thinking that's what that was i didn't know like yeah the whole yeah. <laughs> scheme I thought, I thought that he was vibing with the drummer because the drummer come in heavy on them uh, man the bass line do, 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 boom 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 man yeah so, so then the second cool story right is you know from philly yeah and he was like moving with the roots and stuff when they were recording out of their house and like having jam sessions and all these people was over uh but specifically oh wait matter of fact so funny because carmen and quest love came out with memoirs within like a couple of years of each other like once mm-hmm. he so Bilal had like a, a slight reemergence because he was in their books a lot and so yeah. Common said that the way that sometimes was written uh, in his book is that he was calling people and paging them and kicking it with them and was like, uh-huh. you finish this sentence sometimes. We'll finish this phrase sometimes. And people was like, sometimes I wish it wasn't me. Sometimes, Whoa. I, sometimes I wish I didn't have home training. <laughs> so, Man it's a it's a really collaborative piece that came together in a way that you know that he surely didn't expect but like that's super how could, dope how could so you they, expect that so they all got song credits for that pretty much i'd imagine for i mean con, you know contributing that now i gotta really look up to somebody go on title and look up those I, credits i, I bet you they don't <laughs> just look up on there if i don't see common's name or like these people names on there but let Bilal owe y'all some money unless y'all did it on the strength damn that's crazy because i'm wondering like damn well so now it's like so he wasn't necessary so this is stuff that maybe he was going through or maybe he he wasn't because like you say if everybody contributed this stuff sometimes i wish i didn't have on training or sometimes i wish i wasn't me like that that's just a heavy line in itself i wish i wasn't me like and that could mean a lot you know what i'm saying and then the whole thing uh i wish i was drug free you know what I'm saying? We know a lot. You know, people like that that. <laughs> just deal with that, like people. But when I when you say a drug, because I I don't I don't 
I'm not a drug user, but it was like relatable because there's you can look at a drug being anything that's addictive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, damn, like you, you get to wonder, like, what are people's addictions? Like, what are they, you know, do they wish, how do they wish they can unleash themselves from that drug? You know what I'm saying? It's just like little stuff you're saying. And then we get to talking about the whole thing about uh, her making breakfast for him because he did all the work last night. Just I wish I didn't have on training because if I, if I did, like, what are you something about like if, if he did put put his foot in your ass like that's that's crazy yeah man yeah so, so those are my standout tracks and i and sometimes it was my favorite song even more after i had learned those few things man so now you spoke on this earlier you you, you danced around it a little bit um about how you heard the album so what i would want to know is where were you at in life when this album we talking about 2001 so where were you at in life when this had came out like was there a certain vehicle you were driving were you not driving was there you mentioned a job you know yeah. clearly at this time where were you living like what, what was the circumstances like for you during this time but see that's the funny thing right like i was really late to first born second mm-hmm. and, uh, that was probably why i thought it sounded like d'angelo because voodoo came mm-hmm. out yeah i probably heard voodoo first yep yeah everybody heard voodoo first because i mean i feel like everybody heard voodoo first because it was like oh four when i heard uh first born second so damn that might have been around the same time for me like hearing the album in its entirety yeah probably oh three oh four yeah so in oh one i mean i was graduating eighth grade on my way to freshman year at referee and so you know 9 11 and the like <laughs> is what i was doing I was, we, was, we was not thinking about blau <laughs> i was really trying to you know see what that blueprint was going it was facts gonna, you know what i mean but in 2004 you know some of the things we talk about whenever i come through is i used to be an intern and i worked for a label called barack records that was home to shout out slum village and uh i sat in the back room with habiba who was on the show maybe about a year ago shout out talked about a lot of things that we did together but that was one of the albums that we listened to and so like at that time we listened to whatever we was putting out and we listened to jill scott beautifully human words and sounds volume Mm -hmm. two and we listened to (laughs) the black album to Bilal. and so when I say I was an intern, I said uh, it started off as like a, a summer thing before my senior year in high school. Yeah. And I ended up being able to roll it into a credit for co-op. Whoa. So anybody who not in a part of DPS or don't know what co-op is, it's when you basically get credit for having a part-time job and they count it as your out-of-class experience, but you also earn a grade for it, right? Yeah. So my senior year of high school, I just got three A's because. <laughs> oh, man, I, I wish I would have gotten into something like that, man. Yeah. I know I can know cats that did, but I never got a chance to really get involved in it. So yeah, but at the same time, so I still wasn't driving. Like if I was driving, it was my my dad's Ford Windstar called a Big Perp. So it was big and purple. <laughs> it looked like the van on the front. A uh, uh, good kid, man. City. Man, that's weird shit. <laughs> Uh, but other than that, I was on the bus. I was riding the Route 60. Every you in the car. You, Lord yeah. God, I come to you a sinner. <laughs> like, I humbly repent. Man, we got to. We, so that's another episode, right? Because I was definitely like in my church bag back then. So I was like, man, this is like a gospel album. Man. 
and like it was the kind of gospel album that I really wanted like other people to make. But that's a whole other thing, right? We're talking about classic album. album, super so, classic album. Oh yeah, man. So that's what that's what I was doing at O Four. I was interning at a record label and going to choir rehearsal. And, yeah, you know, dating somebody who was way too old for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's another episode. <laughs> oh no, man. Catching the bus to the barbershop uh, <laughs> on Friday. Cutting out of school early. So I can make it to choir rehearsal all the time. Shout out to catching the bus back in the early 2000s, man. man yeah. With the headphones and the CD player that was going to skip as soon as the and bus. As soon as it hit a bump. as in, That was an experience, man. Super experience. Man. Remember they, they swore up and down that the CD players had skip protection? No, they they never did. They Man, never did. I could I could do a show alone on gathering Cast Tech students from when I, I got I went there and I started there in late like uh well I guess we would consider it September October so third quarter of two thousand when I started and I man I could do a whole show just like on stories of riding the bus the Dexter bus. Woodward bus, like man, it's what's your favorite bus route? Um, I mean, for me, it, it became Dexter because that's where I had a lot of uh, you know, kids that I would ride the uh, the uh, teens I were teenagers I rode the bus with or whatever. That was like a good two and a half, three year run before you know, cats started riding cars. I remember it just dwindling down eventually, me seeing everybody getting cars. And I'm like the only one still on the bus, you know what I'm saying? But that I would say Dexter, Dexter for sure. Yeah. Dexter was my favorite too, but I didn't really have no reason to be on it, right? Except mm-hmm. unless I was leaving the office at Barack. So yeah, for- yeah, because it ran through for for the listeners. It, it's like Northland was the main mall, and um, and it had the it had the one large parking lot that was pretty much the bus route uh, station yeah. or whatever, and that's where the buses would park at the end of the. Uh, like a, at the end of the route or whatever and it would be just different buses that you know took that obviously had different routes or whatever and like the dexter was that one you can get on and it's just it was a straight shot pretty much it had its turns but <laughs> it had its turns but you can get on that and not have to ne- like you can literally go to northland yeah you can literally go from northland to downtown detroit you know what I'm saying? Without having to get off of that bus onto another. You know what I'm saying? That's why the Dexter was so dope to me. That was my favorite. And that was why it was my favorite too, right? So I yeah. just Northland, go all the way to Capitol Park, hang out at Grand Central, mm-hmm. Grand Circus, I mean. But then I would have to catch the bus from Woodward and Warren back all the way to the end of that line because I live in Dearborn, basically. So like, yeah warren and evergreen warren and bright road type area like we used to live my uh junior my mid junior year through senior year uh we was on uh teller off right off of the john c Lodge service drive mm-hmm. in between puritan ave or whatever so like i would literally walk from where the john c Lodge service drive was to puritan um uh, further down like it, it was it was well over like a couple miles or there just to catch the dexter bus you know what i'm saying because i knew that was going to be a straight shot so i'm up a little extra early just to catch that one bus to uh school and then by like senior year i eventually just started man you know fuck it i skip first period i don't you know i i excel in english i don't really 
me either because I'm, I'm gonna pass that class i don't really i can catch second uh <laughs> second period on down uh-huh. yeah had to Most figure it out i'm about to say yeah, about high school because i was only there for three hours a day anyway and then and I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't have a first hour so i was really only there for two hours i'll be there for second third no second third fourth hour and i would leave no, Shout out to third hour and then i would leave that shit was crazy man and so and then also what i want to know about this because we, we talked about it earlier as far as um us catching the album late you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and off top saying this nigga trying to copy d'angelo you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and so what i would want to know is would you say that this album was influential to other albums that came after it i think so you got anything in your mind that you can think of or like i mean to pimp a butterfly mm, okay i wouldn't have thought i wouldn't have thought a rap album but okay well i was on the album he and is in the way that the songs are constructed is the same way that the roots used to jam out and so and know, that part of Bilal's you know signature he he's on there yeah because Bilal was on uh if these walls could talk right he's on a couple other joints too what's the other joints i mean he's not credited but what's the other joints he on i'm trying to i mean i'm mean, we know his voice when we hear it but... came out eight years ago bro I don't... <laughs> yeah damn damn that's that's crazy it was that long ago it's damn near what that dropped in 2013 right 15. oh oh okay okay i'm, I'm tripping i'm tripping yeah because because he dropped good kid mad city 2011. damn he literally had a gap a four-year gap before he dropped the second one yeah but remember it was like 2014 when he started dropping like you and i yeah yeah because it was a while he dropped you i mean he dropped my fault he dropped i and it was a minute before he came with the album. That's right, because I was a single that flooded. We didn't know if it was going to be on the album or not. You're right. And Bilal was also on, um, is it Cushion Corinthians? Is that the name of the song? I don't know. I So, like, I'm not it's, the, I'm not the person who was in It's game. on Section 80. And I, I could be titling this song wrong, but I want to say it was on Cushion Corinthians, whatever. Yeah, but uh, damn, that's crazy. That's interesting that you said that. So that's an album we can think of. So, sure. so not just him, right? But, like, so the the alt and b crowd like those artists the 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 breathy r&b girls that you really care for right uh, it's like the fucking vibey singers <laughs> the, the vibey singers like they they got their essence from neo soul they just didn't True. care to execute in the same way vocally god damn it man i'm so the vibey era when is this i mean it's, i'm not dissing but it's like enough is enough it you it fresh it's frustrating because and we can close after this but, it, but it's frustrating because it's just like some of these artists can sing bro and it's like it just be kind of like you know they can sing and then they you be like, all right i want to hear what they album will sound and then you hear their album and it's like it's their best scissor impression you know what i'm saying and it'd be like yo like scissor scissor let her do her thing but then he'd be like yo what are y'all doing you know what i'm saying this the thing though right because you and I, and I give you a lot of a lot of flack for it about <laughs> like everybody just needs to make singles and I, I appreciate like bodies of work right and like yeah i appreciate really good albums but i have to admit that most albums is whack anyway <laughs> right and so like hey. whether they sounded like Janae Aiko or SZA or whatever like it's the same thing as like in the late 90s early 2000s when people was putting 18 19 songs on the oh scene. my goodness dog yeah, right give me a maxi single or ep any day that's it you saw me just say like the, the tracks that i picked i said those are standout tracks that was a good enough 
project right there. He didn't need to do nothing else. But you know, this is 2001 we talking about, so you know, more songs, more songs. So yeah. But so oh, that was the other thing right before we close out. Well, you said his second album was different. Which album are you talking about? I forget the title of it, but I remember it being a minute before he dropped it. And I'd be like, oh, this don't sound I'm like. I'm talking about Airtight's Revenge in 2011. That's what it was. Uh, yep. Do you remember him? recording and promoting the album called love for sale that ended I up it feel like i do it got leaked and he was like "Fuck y'all for a minute and damn didn't get another album until airtight's revenge that was supposed to come out like oh four oh six whoa and, and he and he peaked out again recently during like 2020 or no 2021 i feel like because he was on that nft wave too I mean, no, he got, he got a couple albums since, like, for, like, over the last 10, 12 years. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I remember just in recent, you know, yeah, recent time, I know he did the whole NFT thing or whatever. So, oh, blah, okay. Yeah. Uh, he did the print one of the Prince tributes, I feel like he did, which is perfect because, yeah, of course, why not get Bilal to, you know, do a Prince tribute uh, other and, and better than Trey songs? But <laughs> I was just about to say that. <laughs> Who who made who who made that decision, bro? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get Trey songs to do it, like, like, you know, bro, this that was crazy. Wow, he was still alive though. Like, it's crazy. He was looking like a nigga. Do that, man. <laughs> shit, man. We got just about everything. You know, you know, and you always a uh, welcome guest to come back onto the show. We talk some shit about these albums, man. These projects, singles, music in general, man, and catching the bus and uh, <laughs> and, and then being an intern at Barack Records, man. Like Super Tuesday, hey man. The single, hey, if you notice, yeah, I've been I've been dropping music on Tuesdays. Back, we back to that. Coming back, I was, I was just reading something that said that the industry decided that it ain't no real reason to have releases on Friday or any fixed I, date. Right? I decided to drop the music on Tuesdays, but no, you're right, no fixed date. But I, I just like I always think in my mind, Super Tuesday was such like an inspiration to me back, you know, the Barack Records days. So I just always want to gather. I wish I can like collaborate with artists on just releasing all on one particular date. Mm -hmm. oh shit everybody drop you know what i'm saying versus just like everybody drop on this day or this on this friday or whatever so yeah i that's i'm trying to stick to that formula yeah it's a good formula man that's why i like rollouts so much that's how i learned to have an appreciation for them we had that's true that's a bunch of shit that that's true that was merch for four different albums man but don't nobody know about that i mean if people know but like that's an episode in itself super tuesday <laughs> so bring it back but yeah, man. Hey, tell them where they can find you at. Drop the website. You got the dope images up there, the photography. Oh, my gratitude, bro. So yeah, uh, on social media, social media, right? IG. That's the <laughs> real right. My name is not N O T. Period. DeAngelis. If you put D E A, it's gonna pop up, and it's gonna. Yeah. Be, I'm not about to spell that. <laughs> Unless you got shadow ban. Unless you. No, I think I'm good. <laughs> but. Uh, I'd also uh, run a management company called Art House More. Yep. You find it at www.arthausmoor.com. Praise a lot. Honors to the prophet. Shout out to all my Moorish family out there. Shout out. Yeah. Uh, I manage an artist and, uh, who also helps me run the management company, uh, JR Got the Hits. Shout out. Uh, instrumental album that's being released on the first day of summer, June my, Capric my Capricorn brother. 
Yeah, uh, I had a lot of fun being involved in this project. I can't wait for everybody to hear it. It's called Return of the People Mover. Yeah. He'll probably be through to talk about that real soon. Yeah, man, I definitely got to have him on pick his brain, man. It's interesting. That's an interesting cat, man. <laughs> like, for sure. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. And we got, we, me and him got some music. Man. I know you done heard it. Yeah, we got it. Got a nice little EP's worth in the tuck, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yes, sir, man. But y'all know where to find me. Name tag Alexander across all uh streaming platforms to where you could purchase or listen to your music. And name tag Alexander across social media. Until next time, a name tag is necessary. Peace. Lead and be legendary presents a name tag is necessary.